Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only program brought to you by RNZ Sport. I'm Matt Chatterton. Coming up, the All Blacks look to extend their world record run with some fresh faces. It's not just one, but two Williams sisters coming to play tennis in Auckland this summer. New Zealander Jason McCracken is the new top dog in world hockey. There's a new netball team in town for next year's domestic competition. Another league superstar has been confirmed for the Auckland Nines and a former All Black has come out of retirement for one last time. After completing a clean sweep in the Rugby Championship and Bledisloe Cup Series, as well as breaking the record for most consecutive wins by a Tier 1 nation, the All Blacks now have their sights set on the US and Europe. Coach Steve Hansen is taking a 36-man squad to face Ireland, France and Italy. The 19-year-old Blues winger Rico Iwani and Highlanders hooker Liam Coltman are the only uncapped players to be named in the official squad, while Canterbury Locks Scott Barrett will join brother Bowden as injury cover for Sam Whitelock. The youngest of the Barretts, 19-year-old Geordie, is also being taken on the trip as an apprentice. The end-of-year tour is a chance for up-and-comers to get blooded into the All Blacks environment. Rico Iwani didn't think this year was his chance, so when he got the call early on Sunday morning, he wasn't even prepared for it. Yeah, I had a bit of a late night playing St Petersville last night, so um, yeah, I was still asleep, but then as soon as I got the call, I was running around the house. Yeah? Uh, yeah, just happy enough. Were you a bit concerned that way Auckland had performed that you might sort of might go work against you? Um, uh, I was... Didn't know whether I was, I was in with a shot or not for this team, so I was just I was just trying to play the best footy I could and um, help Auckland to perform the best they could. And I mean, the results didn't go away this year, but then again, I was just trying my best to play the best footy I could, um, help the team and help myself. So um, yeah, and, and oh, sorry, been a big season for you, Rico. Are you feeling jaded at all? Or? Uh, nah, I mean, still got young legs, so I think. A bit too young to be tired of um, rugby already, so I'm just happy enough to, just to keep playing footy and to get the chance now to keep playing towards the end of the season. Um, something that I'm looking forward to. So um, yeah, the league's still going and um, everything's in good mix. So yeah, just excited. When nice. you planned out your future, you know, was it expected to be this early to get into the All Blacks? Um, nah, I didn't think um, I was expecting to be um, anywhere close to to this team. Um, but you know, I'm just happy enough with um, the coach's choices to, to fix me obviously and um, yeah just now it's a big task here, you know, keep playing uh, consistent footy and keep learning as much as I can and growing my game so um, yeah Obviously you know when you got picked for the Rio Olympics that was an exciting moment for you, obviously Rick Hugh wants to be an All Black, can you compare the two what was what, what was more exciting getting the call? Yeah I think um, the, the call to um, 
the score this morning um, was probably a bit bigger than the Rio. I mean, it was awesome going to Rio and everything about that, but I think um, my dream since I was, I, I was a little kid was always to be an All Black and um, to be able to get that call this morning was, was huge for not only myself but the family as well. So, yeah. Happy to be a, a winger rather than a centre in this squad? I'd, I'd happy um, to play prop if I could. Uh, <laughs> I'm just happy enough to be um, actually in the squad. So, um, yeah, with um, uh, uh, running all the gear on the field, running the water, or um, playing on the wing or midfield, I'm just happy enough just to be in and around the environment. So, um, yeah. Do you think there'll be a lot to take in once you're in the squad? Yeah, I mean, um, there, there's going to be um, lots to learn. I mean, I went to that week in Wellington and um, I was only in for a week and um, there was a lot of learning, so I can only imagine what it's going to be like on a, on a big tour. But um, then, as I said before, I'm just excited and looking forward to uh, travelling. So, yeah. Steve, Steve said that um, he's looking forward to getting Nick Gill involved with you and, and seeing sort of what sort of conditioning can improve you as an athlete. How, how fit do you feel at the moment? Do you think you've got a, a fair bit of improvement there? Um, yeah, I mean, from where, where I was, um, my, my running started to increase a bit more, so um, yeah, not not as fit as I could be. I mean, um, Gilly's probably going to get me into shape in a, in a few weeks, so um, definitely looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy enough just to improve my game where I can, whether it's learning or physical. So yeah. Will you call on anyone like your Blues teammate Jerome to sort of tell you how the All Blacks camp works at all? Yeah, I mean, um, Loms, Loms and um, George and um, now Sonny, um, they've, they've all been helpful. Uh, they've all been texting me and whatnot and keeping up update and um, how everything's been. So, um, yeah, they've, they've all been influential and helpful, so, yeah, I'm probably pretty sure that they'll keep supporting me in that. Were you hanging out with your brother at all when you got the call? How did he um, No, nah, I think he was, he was out getting a feed, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was on my way here before we found out, but um, I mean, they told me that he was he was, he was ripping when I made the team as well. So, yeah. Do you think he will join you one day? Yeah, I mean, uh, haven't, I haven't done anything yet, so he'll probably he might even get a cap for me. But um, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll definitely uh, be working hard on what what he needs to work on and um, developing his game, and um, hopefully, um, I'll, uh, yeah. Hopefully see him in here one day. Will you give him a bit of stick, younger brother, getting in the All Blacks first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was happy enough, and and, and he he knows, so um, you know, don't don't have to say too much. I think um, he's still the king at 2K, so um, yeah, that's probably the one that um, he cares more about at the moment. But um, nah, he's he's both both of us pretty happy. So, yeah. The first of the All Blacks four tests is against Ireland in Chicago. You're listening to Extra Time. Venus Williams has been confirmed to play at the ASB Classic in Auckland. Her fourth time at the event in January, joining her sister and world number two, Serena, at the tournament. It'll be the first time since 1998 that the Williams sisters have played at the same international level tournament, other than the Grand Slams. Venus Williams has competed in Auckland since 2014. She won the trophy in 2015, beating top seed Caroline Wozniacki in the final and was runner-up in 2014. This year she was upset by young Russian player Daria Kazatkina in the first round. Tournament director Carl Budge told RNZ Sports editor Stephen Hewson he was overwhelmed to have Venus join Serena at the 2017 tournament. It's huge for the Aspie Classic. Uh, you know, I think these two girls are, are probably the biggest sporting you know, female names on the planet for the last two decades. And 
Um, the thought of both of them uh, being here in Auckland uh, in January is a, is a pretty mouthwatering uh, a mouth-watering experience for us all. Uh, unusual too for them to be playing in the same tournament outside of of the majors. Yeah, it's uh, it's it really goes to show how we're viewed as a tournament, and um, yeah, this is the first time that that Venus and Serena will play an international level tournament since 1998 together. Um, it, it's staggering. Uh, that was the year that Google was founded, and uh, you know, it sort of puts into perspective just how long these two have been the dominant force in uh, in world tennis. So, why do you think they're playing together here? Yeah, look, we, you know, we've, we've formed an amazing relationship with Venus. You know, she, she told a story two years ago when she won the Auckland title that uh, she has two trophies in her room, and, and one's the Wimbledon trophy and one's the ASB Classic trophy from her first year that she was here, the first tro- trophy she won since uh, coming back from uh, from her illness. And so you know, we, we've formed a very close bond with Venus, and you know, we, we're in a lot of debt to her. I think she's um, she's done amazing things with for putting the ASB Classic on the map globally, and um, you know we're we're very very thankful to her. Now there has been talk about other other signings. Where are you at with the likes of um, Caroline Wozniacki and Anna Ivanovic? Yeah, look, there's, there's been a lot of reports on that, um, which which aren't accurate at the moment. Um, I'm I'm in the business of, of selling tickets, so if we could talk about those players, we, we'd be crying from the rooftops like we are about Venus and Serena. But um, at this stage, the only players we've signed are Venus and Serena, and with uh, with 120 WTA titles between them, uh, we're pretty stoked that um, that that's the noise we're making. Are you hopeful of getting either Wozniacki or Ivanovic? Yeah, look, we're certainly trying. Um, you know, when when you when you land two of the players of the caliber of Venus and Serena, it makes that that job very challenging. Um, but again, you know, we, we we've always backed our product, and you know, um, not only those girls, but there's, there's a whole raft of girls we still want to see coming out in Auckland, and yeah, you know, we'll be trying to put the finishing touches on on the field. We'll we'll probably sit back and and enjoy the fact that um, you know, we've got probably the two most preeminent sports female sports stars on the planet coming, and probably enjoy that today. But uh, yeah, tomorrow work starts again on, on trying to put finishing touches on the rest of the field. That was the ASB Classic Tournament Director Carl Budge talking to RNZ Sports Editor Stephen Hewson. You're listening to Extra Time. World Hockey's new CEO believes he's joining the organisation at a very exciting time. New Zealander Jason McCracken will take over the role in February. McCracken is a former international umpire, FIH committee member and technical officer, including being the technical delegate at the recent Rio Olympics. Hockey's... um Going through a, a big resurgence, uh, you know, on the back of on the back of a very exciting Olympics, and and the the format of the game is about to change to a to a home and away league, a global home and away league rather than tournaments. And so, you know, in New Zealand, we're going to see uh, we're going to see some of the very best hockey teams, men's and women's, here in New Zealand, um, and and that's a pretty exciting time to be involved in the game. Is is sort of professionalism word? Is, is can that be used now? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the the, the athletes are, uh, are you know requiring to be professional, but but not being paid. But I think you know it feels, as I say, a little bit like hockey and uh, sorry, rugby and, and cricket was sort of ten, fifteen years ago. That we are on the verge of of moving into the professional era, and um, you know this this new home and away league. Uh, is attracting quite a lot of attention um, from some quite big sponsors and, and media players, and, and we're really excited about what this could mean for for the game and, and also for the athletes who you know who, who give up so much at the moment to to be you know the very best they can be in the world. So yeah, it's it's um, it's 
it's a pretty exciting time. And and the, and the other thing is there are, there are sort of some new thinking around uh, this this concept of hockey fives, which is you know similar to the the, the rugby seven. So um, you know potentially there could be different formats of the game being played at, at, a, at a global level as well. So yeah, as I say, it's it, it's really going through this transition. So it's a great time to be involved in the sport. Hockey is sort of uh, for many years been based around sort of World Cups and uh, and Olympics and Champions Trophies and that sort of thing. Is this sort of bilateral series that you're talking about? Is that just sort of some way to, uh, you know, for for nations to promote it? They otherwise they might feel a bit sort of um, detached from yeah, it in look, some I way. I think I mean I mean Olympics are always going to be the pinnacle uh, for the sport um, and and you know that's critical that we maintain that that status and you know, we get a huge following of the game during an Olympic year. Um, but the sort of the, the tournament format um, you, you know means that you know the likes of New Zealand you know we don't really see a lot of top hockey um, you know for, for many many years. I mean we have the the World League finals for, for, for the women here in November next year, so that's that's going to be exciting. But the new format um, means that there'll be it'll be sort of six or seven top nations around the world that will play a home and away series. And so, you know, great for hockey in New Zealand because they, you know, Hockey New Zealand will be taking that, that product around the country. Um, you know, we get great support from Hawke's Bay, from, you know, Northland, from, from Canterbury and Wellington, you know, as well as the traditional markets like uh, up here in, in Auckland and North Harbour. So, um, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see Holland, Germany, Australia, Argentina, you know, the USA women, you know, China, uh, you know, great hockey countries like that in New Zealand every year. So, um, you know, really exciting. And as I say, the, the, the media potential of that is, is, is enormous for the sport. Uh, so globally, how do you think the sport is uh, is doing uh, you know I think back to well the New Zealand men got into the Olympics because South Africa you know I think they decided yep. they weren't really up to it but yep. so you know if you look at that in Africa and, and other parts around the world how is the game doing? Well, look I think it's in good heart I mean I think what happened to South Africa was, was really unfortunate it was a, a decision that, that, that the South African Olympic Committee made across all their sports is that, that i.e. qualifying as, as, as top in Africa wasn't good enough for them to, to, to go to the Olympics, so they had to actually win a qualification event. So that and that wasn't just hockey, that was across all codes. Um but if you look if you look at what's happening uh, in India now, I mean there's been a professional league running there now for three years. Um uh, you know some of our some of our guys have been going across and, and playing and being you know being paid for that. Um many of the Black Six play in professional leagues in, in Holland and Belgium. Uh, Germany, Europe. So, you know, as I say, the thing, the sport is is really starting to change. And then big resurgence of hockey in in, in China. Uh, the USA women um, did extremely well at the Olympics. And you know, we we had new countries winning gold medals. Argentina winning the men's gold. Uh, you know, Belgium winning the silver. Um, so you know, the traditional sort of powerhouse countries of you know Australia, Holland. Um, Germany, uh, you know, other countries are, are really keep catching up with them, and you know, and I throw New Zealand in there as well. I mean, we were literally, as we remember, the heartbreak of the uh, of the boys' game, you know, two 0 up against Germany, and and you know, for the sake of a few seconds, you know, things could have been very different. So, you know, we, we're there or thereabouts. You know, the girls are you know, they're truly stunning athletes, and and, and right on the cusp of, of making that podium. You know they they will get there. We've we've got great talent and great coaching. So, you know it, it is our time. I, I, I do feel that for for the New Zealand team.
New World Hockey CEO Jason McCracken talking to Barry Guy. You're listening to Extra Time. The Northern Stars were unveiled as the sixth and final team for New Zealand Netball's new domestic competition starting in March next year. The Stars will be the second Auckland-based team alongside the Mystics. Silver Ferns, Kayla Cullen and Maya Wilson spearhead the team, along with former defender Liana DeBrain and shooter Malia Pasika. There's also a familiar face in the coaching lineup. Timapara Bailey will assist former Melbourne Vixens coach Julie Hornweg on the sideline. I caught up with Cullen at the team announcement to find out why she decided to leave the Mystics after six years with the franchise. I just felt like I was really needing a change. I was getting a little bit stale, but um, yeah, I think that was the main motivation behind it. Uh, and also the fact that you know Julie Hornweg is an awesome Australian coach, and I'd never been coached by an Australian before, so this was my opportunity, and I didn't have to travel very far to do so, so that was another big factor. Did you have any ambition to follow the likes of Laura to Australia, or were you, were you set on staying here in Auckland? You know, I thought about it, but I'm a Kiwi and I love New Zealand and I don't think I could live anywhere else at this stage in my life, um, so it was a pretty easy decision. I guess also looking at the new competition, I, I was talking to Julie earlier and she was saying that she wants to incorporate a little bit of her Aussie coaching style into into the, into the team here. Do you think that will go in your favour given that, you know, New Zealand and Australia certainly do have their different styles. Do you think having Julie giving you that will be beneficial for the team? I think it will be great for us um, having a combination of not only the New Zealand style and what works for us, but having that Australian element. You know, we don't want to become Australian players or just have that one Australian style. I think the combination, if we can add elements from both game styles, we can, I think, will be good to go. And having Tepapara as, you know, she's one of the most recognised netballers in New Zealand, um, or former netballers, uh, having her on the coaching team, how uh, huge is that, I guess, for you as well? Yeah, well, I just found out today that she was our assistant, and I was like, wait, what did they just say? <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm so excited to be able to be coached by her. I feel like when I used to play with her, that's what she was doing anyway. She was always giving advice, always, you know, offering all your knowledge to the younger players which is awesome so now for her to be in an actual coaching role is just really exciting and um, yeah <laughs> for the million yeah. times <laughs> and uh, finally final one from our guest new season new team new competition what are your, sort of your aspirations for the year what, where do you hope the team to get and for you personally I guess what do you want to get out of next year yeah I think you know, it's hard being the new franchise. We're seen as kind of like, you know, we were actually called the sixteen. Yeah. Now we have a name that's great. Um, I feel like I'm, we were ranked six as well. So I think next year is all, we, we all want to win the comp, I think. So, yeah, winning is going to be the main goal. And, you know, I've always wanted to win an ANZ chat. So hopefully it'll be next year with this team. That was Kayla Cullen. You're listening to Extra Time. The Auckland NRL Nines has received another boost for next year's competition with the addition of Gold Coast Titans star Jared Hayne. Hayne's the latest high-profile name to be added to the list of superstars lining up at the event. Last month it was announced North Queensland Cowboys playmaker Jonathan Thurston will also play. 
Hayne believes his recent code-hopping antics from league to the NFL to the Fijian Rugby Sevens team and back to league could play into his favour at the Nines, but admits the real reason he wants to play is to get out of the mundane pre-season routine. You'd rather be playing in the nines and doing bloody them sessions that we'll be doing. So it's um, you know it's a good excuse to kind of get away and you know by, by that stage it's just over pre-season. You know come come February because you know we, we start in November. So uh, it's a good freshen up. You know I think that's probably the, the the number one thing that everyone looks forward to. You know, everyone wants to play in the nines. Just going mate, get me out of this pre-season. <laughs> so that's you know to be to know that I'm you know going to play in it already uh, is awesome. Um. A guy that you've obviously come across a little bit, Kieran Forney's come over here to the Warriors. Are you excited to see him back in the fold? You know, you obviously yourself in a way came back, he's gone away. Do you think it'll be good to have him back in the game? Oh, definitely, you know what I mean? I think their spine too, the Warriors' spine's unbelievable. You know, if, if they get him back, I think he um, hasn't been confirmed yet. Obviously, he's over here training with the fellas. So, um, yeah, mate, their team's going to be unbelievable. Do you, do you offer anyone like him like words of wisdom or give him some advice like on um, coming back? Obviously, you had a few issues. Do you do you put a word out there to sort of give him a bit of advice? Or anything like that? No, not really. I think you know. I think he's, he's had time to kind of get good people around him. And I think coming over to New Zealand um, definitely you know he's, he's, he's going to um, help him. You know, it's obviously one team town, and um, yeah, it's great to be over here. It's, it's obviously a bit different than Sydney, where it's a bit more full on and um, a bit faster pace. Yeah. For yourself, though, going to the Gold Coast, you're enjoying it up there, the environment up there, compared to your time at Parramatta? Um, oh, obviously two different things, and, you know, Parra you know, will always be home and something that, you know, I, I grew up there, but I guess it's, you know, a bit different, and, you know, being, I guess, an adventurous person, it's always good to live in different cities and, and travel the world and experience different things, and, you know, my experience up in, up in Gold Coast has been great. You've uh, obviously got a former warrior amongst you, Conrad Hurrell. How's he uh, sort of gelled with the team? Is he a good bloke to have amongst the boys? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that are from out of town as well, so it was really easy to kind of fit in and, um, you know, get up there. Guys really uh, accepted me. Um, unbelievable. So it was awesome. He, you know, he's a larrikin, you know. He, I'm sure everyone in New Zealand knows what he's like. So he's been, um, no, he's been a, a funny, funny character over there and, um, you know, we get along really well. And uh, Jared, uh, I'm sure you'll have your eye on the Four Nations coming up. Um, what do you make of that, I guess, contest? And, you know, what do you make of the Kiwis team? Yeah, um, you know, it should be good. I think the final's at Anfield this year, so... Yeah. That, that's going to be exciting, but um, you know, obviously the Aussies got one up uh, over in Perth, and um, yeah, just obviously you have to wait and see. It's always a fun competition over there, you know. Yeah. Um, travel, like, like I said, I love travelling. I've been over there twice for the for the Kangaroos, and um, I think the Bear Anfield is such a historic ground. You know, we, we played at Man U, um, you know, in, in two thirteen, which is unbelievable. You know, walking to that ground, seeing it, seeing it sold out and whatnot. So to, you know, to play at Anfield, those are experiences you can't you, know, you can't buy. That was Gold Coast Titans star Jared Hayne. Sticking with league, it's less than a year now until the World Cup kicks off in Australia, Papua New Guinea and here in New Zealand. 14 nations will play 28 games across three countries. The last team standing will be crowned world champions. New Zealand won their maiden title in 2008, but lost to Australia in the final of the most recent World Cup in 2013. Kiwis and Broncos utility Cody Nikarima is hopeful he can be part of next year's tournament. The 22-year-old has played four tests for New Zealand, but he's been left out of the Four Nations tournament currently going on in the UK as he recovers from shoulder surgery. There will be no shortage of talent for Kiwis coach David Kidwell to choose from for the World Cup, and Nikarima knows he'll need to be back to his best if he's to make the team. It's good for New Zealand and um, it's good for... Uh, the selectors as well, knowing that there's, you know, 
plenty of players that they can choose from and obviously they'll, they'll choose on form so um, yeah like I'll be I'll be raring to go come 2017 and yeah like I said I've just got to uh, get my shoulder right and it starts now I can't wait otherwise I'll, I'll fall behind um, but yeah look, it's very exciting for New Zealand as a whole we've got some some young players like you said coming through um, and Tamayde Martin and Danny Levi, who I've, who I've also played with in the Junior Kiwi, so um, as well as you know Kieran Foran to come back hopefully, and you've still got Shawnee and, and Tommy doing doing a good job too. So look, they're going to give uh, the selectors headaches, but hopefully it works out in the end. A good headache, hopefully. Um, obviously, you've also lost a coach at Brisbane who's coming over here, yeah. Stephen. Bit of a bit of a loss also for the Kiwis as well. Was it? Um, did that come as a bit of a surprise for you? Were, you? were you glad that you know he's managed to pick up this role? Or do you think it's going to be a good move for the Warriors next season? Yeah, obviously, um, a bit saddened by by the news when when Mooks told me. Um, but in saying that, very happy for him. Um, obviously, he's got the head coaching job here, so. Um, it would have been hard for him to, to let the Kiwis job uh, go, I imagine. But look, I hope I hope Mooks and, and the Warriors can, can go good next year, not too good. Not not better than us, but yeah, hopefully he can turn things around here. And um, yeah, I guess the, the future looks bright for, for, for the Warriors. And the Broncos too, you know, you had quite an impressive season. Obviously didn't quite finish out the way you'd wanted it to. Um, next season looking forward, obviously nothing less than a championship is what you're after. Yeah, I guess that's everyone's um, goal in the end is to, to get that, or well, to be there on grand final day and, you know, to get that to, to get that uh, premiership trophy. Um, but, you know, you've got to go through the, you've got to, you've got to set uh, short-term goals first, which is, you know, being consistent week in, week out. Um, obviously, that's that's the big picture, but there's always little steps to get there first. So I guess for us, it'll be just trying to play consistent footy and and give ourselves uh, every chance to, to get back there. And for yourself, those uh, short-term goals, I guess, are getting yourself fit and ready with the shoulder. Will you be ready, I guess, game one next season? Yeah, well, that's the plan. Um, obviously, talking to the medical staff and, um, you know, our strength and conditioners is... Um, I should be back for the for round one and uh, the first trial. So, yes, it's good news and it gets me. Um, I guess it gets me excited and, and ready to go for for next year. That was Broncos and Kiwis utility Cody Nakarima. You're listening to Extra Time. Finally, the former All Black hooker Andrew Hoare is likely to make a return to first-class rugby when Otago hosts North Harbour in the Mitre 10 Cup Championship Final on Friday night. Hoare has been named on the Otago bench as cover for Sam Anderson Heather, whose calf injury during their 27-20 semi-final win against Bay of Plenty left the Blue and Golds with just one fit hooker in Sikonaya Pole. The Otago coach Corey Brown told Denise Garland, 38-year-old Hoare, was more than happy to come and help his old team out. On Friday night, Sam Anderson Heather unfortunately injured his calf muscle and then I tried to get in touch with the All Blacks around Liam Coltman uh, to see if they would be releasing him for the final and unfortunately they weren't able to release him to play for Otago and uh, we didn't have a lot of options left so... Sam Sturgis, who was sort of ranked fourth in Otago, has gone over to Spain to play rugby. And someone with Andrew's experience sort of come to mind, and I rang him up, and he was really interested in coming to play. How did he go at training today? 
Oh, very good. He was there Monday as well. And no, look, he's in really good condition. He's, he's a farmer and he's been playing rugby for many a toto and for a Toga country representative of rugby. So, look, he's wearing to go and he's fit and, and he'll do a great job. Did he sort of fit back into the whole scene pretty quickly? Oh, there's no doubt. He loves rugby. He loves being on the rugby park and he, he's fitted straight in. He knew the lineouts and nailed those. And we did some scrummaging today and he was right amongst it. His inclusion in the side obviously is dependent on Sam Anderson Heather and his fitness. How is he going with his recovery from that calf injury? Um, he's not looking likely, which is a real shame for Sam because he, you know, deserves to play in a final. He's put a huge amount of effort uh, for Otago over about eight years, and you know, it's a real shame for him. But we're going to give him as much time as possible. When will you make that call? Oh, it'll be Friday call. We'll do it late on Fridays. How is Andrew feeling about the prospect of a potential return to first-class rugby then? Oh, I think he's really excited about it, to be honest. Um, he's yeah, he's really enjoyed the last couple of days and enjoyed uh, the environment we've got and just turning up and just doing his job as a hooker, I guess, when he plays for Manny Atoto and stuff, he's he's got to do a lot. He's got to clean a lot of rucks and carry a lot of ball and I just need him to nail his job and his role within my team. But he's been awesome since he's come in on Monday. Is there a prospect that he could start? Oh, no, no, not at all. Sekanaya Polezel um, is going to start if Sam is no good, and then Andrew will come onto the bench. And are there any other injury concerns or anything like that heading into the final? No, no, everyone else is uh, fit and ready to go, and we've named our 23, and look, um, a couple of guys have missed out, which is a real shame, but that's rugby as well, So, but they've been excellent all week as well. And what are those major sort of things that you're working on uh, in your final training ahead of the match on Friday? Yeah, we've identified a few things from um, how North Harbour play and stuff, but it's mainly about us and executing our game plan and our game style that we want to bring to North Harbour on on Friday night. Uh, We play with a lot of speed and width, and it's just making sure that we do that and execute that well under pressure. And a home crowd will probably boost your prospects as well? Oh, there'd be no doubt. It'd be awesome if a a good target crowd can turn up and cheer and be blue and gold and and really cheer the boys on because they deserve it. They've had an awesome year and it's been building for two or three years now. So, yeah, I just I just hope they turn up and support the guys. Otago rugby coach Corey Brown speaking with Denise Garland. And that's extra time for this week. Your feedback is always welcome via Twitter at RNZ Sport or our emails sport at radionz.co.nz. I'm Matt Chatterton. Bye for now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.